the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. His definition of right and wrong and morality doesn't change. And God is going to use his law to judge man. Not man's law, but his, his law, the word. And the Bible says that the word of God stands forever. Even, even though the word of God has fallen out of favor in our society and it's been rejected by many, it endures forever. It's still going to be the standard that God uses for judgment at the end. The Bible will never be considered old or outdated to God. As you listen to today's message from Pastor Dan, he explains to you that God's Word is steadfast, unmovable, and abounding in hope. Despite what the culture or the world says, it's God's Word that will be used in the judgment of mankind, His standards, His truth, and His rule. Pastor Dan encourages you to submit yourself to God's authority before it's too late. Receive Jesus as your Savior today. Today is the day for salvation. Tomorrow might be too late. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Revelation chapter 15 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Chapter 15 introduces the seven final judgments of the tribulation to us. Chapter 16 describes the seven final judgments in detail. So let's look at chapter 15 first. Verse 1, Then I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous. Now John has, has witnessed some pretty fantastic signs in heaven. Uh, through this revelation. But this is the first time he describes the sign as great and marvelous. This is the first one that he says is great and marvelous. And he calls it great and marvelous because he's referring to the significance of this sign. Uh, This sign is great and marvelous because it is the last sign before Jesus Christ returns. So this is the final one. This is the final phase of the judgment. So this is the last one before Jesus Christ returns uh, in great glory and power to the earth. And so what is the sign that John sees? He sees seven angels having the seven last plagues, for in them the wrath of God is complete. These seven angels, and they have the seven bold judgments that will complete or finish the wrath of God. Upon the earth. And by the way, if you're taking notes, when it says the wrath of God, that word wrath there, the phrase wrath of God, it's a very strong phrase in the Greek. The word here, it means the anger of God or the rage of God. That's what we've been studying as we've been looking at the tribulation period. This is the time when God pours out his wrath. This is the time when God, when God is angry. 
when God is pouring out his rage on the earth. Now, the Bible describes God as slow to anger. In Psalm 103, for example, verse 8, it says, The Lord is merciful and gracious. He's slow to anger, and he's plenteous in mercy. But by the time we get to the tribulation period in human history, God's patience with man has run out. He's slow to anger, but he's at a point now where he's angry. They have provoked God. Man has provoked God to anger with man's sin and rebellion, and God judges the earth in his anger. Now, for those of us that are believers in Jesus Christ, those of us that have trusted Christ, uh, the Bible describes Jesus as our propitiation. Uh, For example, in 1 John chapter 4, verse 10, it says, Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us, and he sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Now, that word propitiation, it's a fancy word, uh, but it means that Jesus Christ has satisfied the wrath of God for us. When he died on the cross in our place for our sins, he appeased the anger of God that God had toward us because of our sin. During the tribulation period, the world will experience the full strength of God's anger. He says in verse 2, and I saw something, it was like a sea of glass. It wasn't, it wasn't a sea of glass, but it was like a sea of glass. And it was mingled with fire. And those who have the victory over the beast, over his image, and over his mark, and over the number of his name, were standing on the sea of glass, having harps of God. And so he sees a sea of glass here. We saw the sea of glass back in chapter 4, verse 6. And there in chapter 4, we learned that this sea of glass is before the throne of God in heaven. And it says that now when he sees the sea of glass, it's, it's mingled with fire. And fire is a symbol of God's holy judgment. God is described as a consuming fire, for example, in the Bible. Uh, John the Baptist, when he described Jesus, he said that Jesus will baptize with the Holy Spirit and will baptize with fire. Speaking of judgment. And so here we, we see the judgment of God now is taking place. And you see the sea of glass that's mingled with fire, symbolic of his judgment. And those who have the victory over the beast and over his image and over his mark and over the number of his name are standing on the sea of glass before the throne of God. And they have harps of God. Uh, By the way, harps and trumpets are the only two instruments that are mentioned in the book of Revelation. Uh, So here you see uh, there before the throne of God, these are the tribulation saints, those who remained loyal to Jesus Christ during the tribulation. They didn't compromise their faith. They, They didn't give in to the pressure of the culture. They didn't worship the Antichrist. They didn't worship his image. They didn't take the mark of the beast. They're killed for their faith. Uh, in Jesus Christ, and now we see them standing on the sea of glass in heaven before the throne of God in God's presence. Now, turn back with me to chapter 12, verse 11, and here it also talks about the tribulation saints in heaven, and it tells us they overcame him, they overcame Satan and the Antichrist, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives 
to death. And so they, they are standing in God's presence because of the blood of the Lamb. And that's the only way a person can stand in God's presence and be accepted by God. is by the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ. There is no other way. Uh, you and I can't, can't stand before God in our own righteousness or our own goodness because we're, we're not good enough. You may be a good person, but you're not good enough. We're not righteous enough to stand in his presence. All of us come up short, the Bible says. It's only by the blood of Jesus Christ that we can stand before God in his presence. And, and these tribulation saints, uh, they have overcome the, uh, the Antichrist. They've overcome Satan uh, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And what is the word of their testimony? It's back in chapter 15, verse 2. They had victory over the beast, over his image, over his mark, and over the number of his name. They didn't worship the beast. They didn't worship his image. They didn't take his mark. Uh, If you don't have any idea what we're talking about, you can go back and read the previous chapters, and you'll see what we're talking about here. But these these tribulation saints, uh, even though most of the world, almost all of the world during the tribulation will worship the Antichrist as God, these believers stayed faithful to Jesus Christ, and they did not worship the Antichrist. And, and now they're in heaven, and verse 3 tells us they're worshiping God before his throne. And verse 3 tells us they're singing two songs in particular. They sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and they sing the song of the Lamb. And the song of Moses is found in Exodus chapter 15. It's the song the children of Israel sang after God delivered them out of Egypt, after God brought them through the Red Sea. And it's a song of of deliverance. It's a song of salvation. It's a song of God's victory. And just as God delivered the children of Israel from Pharaoh, God will deliver the tribulation saints from the Antichrist. It will be like another exodus that takes place during the tribulation period. And so they will sing the song of Moses and they will also sing the song of the Lamb, Jesus Christ. And the words of the song of the Lamb are given to us in in verses 3 and 4. Here's how the song goes. Great and marvelous are your works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, O King of the saints. Who shall not fear you, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy. For all nations shall come and worship before you, for your judgments have been manifested. This is the song of the Lamb. And, and listen, this song, and I, and I want, you to, want you to tune into this. This song will be sung by believers who suffer tremendously for their faith in Jesus Christ. This is a song that is sung by people who will go through uh, unimaginable hardship and pain and suffering and hurt and will be martyred for their faith in Jesus Christ. They'll be killed. And what we see in this song is that after all of their suffering on the earth in this life, they're in heaven, and I don't want you to miss this, They're in heaven praising the Lord for his works and his ways. 
for his works and his ways. They are not in heaven questioning God's ways. They're not in heaven, after all they've gone through in this life, as hard as it was, or as hard as it will be for them, they're not in heaven asking God, why? Why did you allow that to happen to me? Why didn't you stop that? Why didn't you prevent that? They're not questioning God's ways. They're worshiping God. They're worshiping God for His works and His ways. Again, they sing, Great and marvelous are your works. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first... Here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. Lord God Almighty, just and true are your ways. They're they're praising God not only for what he has done for them, but how he did it. And I don't want you to miss that. How he did it. His ways. His methods. The word ways there, it it literally means paths or roads. They are praising God. Now think about this. They've gone through tremendous hardship and pain and suffering in this life, during this lifetime. But when they get to heaven and they see the whole picture and they understand, now they're praising him for his ways, for the roads that he took them down. You know, we, in life, you go, through, go down different roads, don't you? Different paths. And some roads are rocky roads. And I'm not talking about the ice cream. Some roads are hard. Some paths are painful. Some roads are difficult. Some, uh, some roads involve suffering. And some of the roads that you go down in life and some of the roads I go down in life, we wouldn't choose for ourselves. If we could make that choice, we would say, I don't don't have any interest in going down that road. I don't want to go down that path. It's too painful. It's too hard. I don't want to go that way. And, And some of the roads in life, we don't understand why we have to go down them. Why do I have to go through this? Why do I have to go this way? Why are you taking me this way, Lord? Why do I have to go through this whole thing? And maybe, you know, maybe you're here today and you're on a rocky road. Or maybe you've just come off a rocky road. Or maybe you were on a rocky road five years ago or ten years ago or twenty years ago. And you're still trying to recover from that rocky road. And I want you to see here that in heaven, in heaven, not, not necessarily here, but in heaven, we will understand. And we will worship God 
for his ways. You, you may not worship him here. You may never understand why you had to go the way you went. Why the things that happened to you happened to you. But when you get to heaven, you'll understand. And you will worship Jesus Christ for the roads he took you down. As bad as they were, as hard as they were, as painful as they were, you will worship him for the roads he took you down in this life. And, and you will say, just like these tribulation saints here, just and true are your ways. Now I see it. Now I understand. Now I get it. Why you took me that way, down that road, down that way. And now I can say it's, it's just. You were right to do it. I see it. It's true. It makes sense to me. Now I understand. Now I get it, Lord. You were right to do that. And we'll worship him. We'll worship him. I, I've got roads in my life that I've gone down that, that were painful. But I'm holding on to this promise that one day I'll worship him for those things that he allowed into my life or brought into my life. That I'll say, you were right. You were just. It was true. It was good. I see it now. I didn't see it then, but I see it now. Your ways are just and true, O Lord. Verse 4, it says, Who shall not fear you, O Lord? Glorify your name, for you alone are holy. And we'll understand the holiness of God in heaven. For all nations shall come and worship before you. That's speaking of the millennial reign of Christ. When he's reigning upon the earth and then all the nations on the earth will come and worship before him. For your judgments have been manifested on the earth. Remember back in chapter 6, if you were here back then, chapter 6, the the tribulation saints were saying, How long, O Lord? When are you going to avenge our death? When are you going to avenge what happened to us? And remember, the Lord said, just, just wait, just be patient, hold on, you'll see. And now they get to the end of the tribulation and they see how God is going to make it all right. And now they're worshiping him. And now they're saying, your judgments have been manifested. Now we see. And they're worshiping him for it. And then after these things, I looked and behold, the temple of the tabernacle of the testimony in heaven was open, so John now sees the tabernacle in heaven, the tabernacle of God, the true tabernacle. It's open, and notice it's called the tabernacle of the testimony. The tabernacle of the testimony. The, the tabernacle is called the tabernacle of the testimony only about two or three times in the Bible. The other two times are in the Old Testament. It's a very uncommon name for the tabernacle, but it was called the tabernacle of the testimony because the law of God, which is the testimony of God, was kept in the ark in the tabernacle. And so the tabernacle was the place of the testimony. It's where the testimony of God was kept. And here we see in verse 5 now that the, the temple... Uh, of the tabernacle of the testimony in heaven is opened and out of the temple now came the seven angels having the seven last plagues and they're clothed in pure bright linen. Remember, priests wore linen in the Bible. The priests wore the linen. And so we see these angels acting uh, in a role of priesthood. They are coming out of the temple 
clothed in pure bright linen, having their chests girded with golden bands. And so they, they come out of the tabernacle of, of the testimony with the plagues to judge the earth. And the point here of calling it the tabernacle of the testimony is to say God will judge the earth according to his law. God will judge the earth according to his law, his testimony. God's law, God's word, will be God's standard for his judgment at the end. And I want want you to hear this. God will use his word to judge the earth, to judge mankind. Now, we live in a time when our society has pretty much rejected God's word and dismissed God's word. And we've rejected God's morality. And we've rejected God's definition of right and wrong. And we live in a society today that has redefined right and wrong and redefined morality. And there are many, uh, there are many cultures in the world today, many countries in the world today, where parts of God's word are now considered hate speech. And it's a crime in some countries to preach what God's word says because it's considered hate speech against people who are uh, participating in sins that are described in the Bible. And so it's essentially uh, outlawed in some countries. And, And you could maybe make the argument that our country seems to be heading that direction as well. But I've said this before, and it's worth saying again. When God judges man, his judgment will not be based on the U.S. Constitution. His judgment will not be based on what the Supreme Court says is lawful for someone to do. His judgment will be based on the Word of God. That's his standard. Even though society has rejected the Word and the law of God as as true or right, that doesn't matter to God. He's not going to change. He doesn't change. I'm the Lord God. I, I change not. He doesn't change. He doesn't evolve with the culture or the times. His standards don't evolve with the time. His definition of right and wrong and morality doesn't change. And God is going to use his law to judge man. Not man's law, but his his law, the word. The Bible says that the word of God stands forever. Even though the word of God has fallen out of favor in our society and it's been rejected by many, it endures forever. It's still going to be the standard that God uses for judgment at the end. And think about the tribulation period, time of the Antichrist and the false prophet. At that point, man, the whole world has completely rejected God's word. It's completely rejected it. And yet here God says, the judgment's going to be based on my testimony. It doesn't matter what the world says about it. This is what's going to be the law and the standard of judgment. Look at verse 7. Then one of the four living creatures gave to the seven angels seven golden bowls full of the wrath of God who lives forever and ever. And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power. And no one was able to enter the temple till the seven plagues of the seven angels was completed. He asked me how I know 
You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. If you'd like to hear this message in the book of Revelation again, feel free to find it at calvaryec.com. Simply look under the media tab. There are a variety of messages from this series and other series as well. As you browse our website, you'll get a better understanding of the church that supports this radio ministry, Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. In fact, If you're in the area and would like to hear more of Pastor Dan's teachings in person, come join us this weekend. Our website has all the information you need as far as directions to our location and service times. We'd be so happy to connect with you and hear what you've learned from listening to Ring of Truth. If you'd rather get some information over the phone, we can do that too. Our number is 410-491-4592. That number, once again, is 410-491-4592. Please let us know how we can be praying for you as you listen to these messages from the book of Revelation. Pastor Dan will continue teaching through the book of Revelation next time, so don't miss a single edition as he explores this fascinating final book of the Bible. We're so glad you took the time to tune in to today's message, and we hope you'll continue to be a part of our listening audience. We'll catch you next time, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and what I know because I know His voice, and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.